Somebody lift your hands and praise him tonight. Oh! <laughs> Woo! My, 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 my. Y'all act like you're excited tonight. Let's clap our hands one more time and give God a great praise in this house. Woo! Woo! My, 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 my. What an awesome, awesome presence of the Lord is in this place tonight. Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments. Hallelujah. Sister Camila was thanking God for the air conditioning. That was a prophetic prayer of faith. <laughs> Anybody else hot a little bit tonight? Man, my sweat is sweating tonight. You know it's hot when your sweat is sweating. Anybody just thankful to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Amen. I want to say a great big welcome to all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord. Would you help me one more time, Rock Church? I need your hands and your voices to help me make all of our guests welcome in this place tonight. Come on, one more time. Let's let them know we are just so honored to have you in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Again, such a great honor to have Sister Mandy Jones' family with us uh, here from out of state tonight. Honored that they're back in the house of the Lord. And uh, it is good to have uh, Brother Steve Mead with us tonight, all the way from Winter Garden, Florida, just a little bit north of us tonight. And Sister Donna Lenz, uh, Sister Donna Mead Lenz with us tonight, all the way from Yucaipa, California. And uh, we're honored that they're with us. These folks are relation to my dear friend, Pastor Doug Walker in Yucaipa, and also my dear friend, Brother Don Mead. And I get confused with the whole Mead clan, who's who and what's what. Uh, but y'all look identical to each other. <laughs> and uh, we're just honored y'all are with us in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. So honored that they joined us in the house of the Lord and uh, grateful for what God is doing. Uh, these past couple of weeks, we've had close to a dozen people baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. And... Uh, this morning, there was another incredible testimony. Uh, I think it was just a few weeks back during our VBS week. Our team uh, was introduced to a family, uh, an awesome young lady with some children. And they were, we did not know it at the time, but they were planning, um, they were in the middle of moving uh, from Fort Myers to somewhere else, I don't recall, uh, maybe even another state, I think. And we invited them to VBS weekend, and Mama came, and Grandmama came, I think, and all the kids came, and God just showed up and did what only he can do. Amen. And when the weekend was over, they were just blown away, and uh, essentially, and I probably don't have this exactly right, she basically was like, where has this church been? I've been searching. Oh, am I getting it right? I've been looking for a church. Where have you guys been? And, and, and why did I just now find this church when I'm getting ready to move? I think like within a couple of days. And so we got her information and said we would be praying. And she moved. This was just a few weeks ago. 
And I don't, I don't know all of the story yet, but God just did a U-turn. <laughs> and she was back here this morning, let us know that she had moved back into town. This was the first place they wanted to be. And this morning, Bailey was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo! Amen. How many of you just know that God knows right where you're at? And he knows right where you need to be. And he knows exactly how to get you there. Anybody just thank God for his sovereign wisdom and for his hand upon us. And so we're thankful as revival continues for everything that God has done. Now, I was driving home this afternoon. Man, what an incredible move of God we had in this house this morning. Hey, man, incredible crowd here this morning, and, and God did some amazing things. And I was on my way to the house to change clothes and was feeling after what God wanted to do, and I felt like the Lord just breathed into my, my Jeep. You know, if you have a Jeep, they're anointed by God. And so <laughs> God will talk to you in a Jeep. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so... I felt like God just breathed into the Jeep and, and spoke so very demonstratively to me three words. And I had no idea what the choir was going to sing tonight. I didn't know what they were doing. But I felt like God just spoke three words to me and said, do it again. Do it again. I said, all right, Lord. <clears throat> what does that mean? And I felt like instantaneously God began to, to speak to me concerning this service tonight. And so uh, I, I don't have a, a prepared sermon for you. I don't have a theological study. I just came with a rhema word from God for somebody in this house tonight. Is that all right? And so I went to the house and, and, and I was working with our media team to get, uh, you know, some graphics together for the projectors and and YouTube and SoundCloud and podcast and the 8-track ministry and whatever media you, you're currently using. And uh, so we, we, we were getting that together. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I got a text message. I'm included in all of the music group texts. And, and they sent the song list out for tonight. And, and the, one of the songs on there was Do It Again. And I said, Lord, thank you for that divine synchronicity. And so I believe God wants to tell somebody tonight, do it again. Anybody ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Dare I say this and make a liar out of myself? I don't plan on preaching very long tonight. Famous last words of a preacher. You know, we just preached the series on the Beatitudes. There was nine of them, but there's a tenth hidden Beatitude. Y'all ever heard it before? Blessed is the preacher whose train of thought has a caboose. Amen. And so I'm going to do my best to say what God said and get out of the way tonight. But I want you to go with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter 13, and I'm going to begin reading it, verse <clears throat> number 14. 2 Kings chapter 13. <clears throat> I want to begin reading it, verse number 14. Now, I rarely do this. But I want to do it tonight. While you are reading from the King James Version on the screen behind me or 
in your Bible. I want to read from uh, the New Living Translation in parallel with you while you read in the King James Version. So 2 Kings chapter 13, <clears throat> verse 14 through 19. Band, y'all just stay with me tonight. I don't know what we're going to do. We might go high, we might go low, we might go in between, we might start high, and I don't know. Y'all just, just flow with me tonight. Verse 14 says, when Elisha was in his last illness, I like how the King James says it, when he was sick of his sickness. You ever been just, I'm sick of being sick. <laughs> when he, Elisha was in his last illness, King Jehoash of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Then Elisha told the king of Israel to put his hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hands. You see, archery was biblical. Just in case you were wondering, it's, it's a holy thing. <laughs> if you don't know me, that won't be funny to you. <laughs> then he commanded, open that eastern window. And he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he did. Then Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow full of victory over Aram for you will completely conquer the Armenians at Aphek now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground so the king picked them up and struck the ground three times but the man of God was angry with him and said you should have struck the ground Five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until they were entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. And for a few moments tonight, I just want to preach. Do it again. Do it again. Tell three or four people standing next to you. Tell them, do it again. Do it again. Believe God again. Trust God again. Do it again. Somebody put your hands together one more time and give God a praise all across this sanctuary. Come on. Let's give him some great praise in this house tonight. You may be seated. The Bible does not tell us why, does not lend itself to our understanding concerning what was going on in the mind of King Jehoash when the man of God came to him and said that these arrows that you have shot from your bow are a representation of your victory over the enemy. It would seem that if the man of God uttered this prophecy 
over you that something would awaken inside of you, a, a, a recognition that this is a God moment, uh, that, that I really need to pay attention to what is happening right now because uh, whatever is taking place uh, has been ordained by God. And then he looks at him and says, I want you to take these arrows, put them in your hand because they represent your victory over the enemy. If you put yourself in his shoes and the prophet hands you the arrows and said these are representation of your victory over the enemy. He then looks at the king and said, I want you to smite them on the ground. I don't know what was happening with King Joash. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he was full of unbelief. I don't know. The Bible does not tell us. But for whatever reason, the Bible says that he got the arrows and he struck them three times and then he stopped. And there was clearly disappointment in the prophet because uh, the Bible says in the King James, I like the way it says it real nice, the man of God was wroth. He was wroth. How many of y'all, don't use that word at your job. They think you're lame. <laughs> Bill, I just wanted to tell you, I am very wroth with you right now. The man of God was angry. He was angry because the king did not recognize the impetus of the moment that was in front of him. You crazy king, don't you understand the spiritual significance of this very moment? There's something going on in the king's mind that he was not aware that this was a divine moment. Joash, if you would have smoked the arrows another time or two, you would have completely destroyed the enemy. But because you didn't understand the significance of what you were doing, you're only going to have victory three times. I have found out uh, that so many times uh, God's people live uh, beneath the privilege uh, of what God wants to do in their life uh, because we fail to recognize uh, God moments uh, in our life. Uh, there are so many times uh, that we have a casual approach uh, to what God is doing uh, that if we're not careful, uh, we will overlook uh, the significance uh, of divine moments uh, of opportunity opportunity uh, where we think something uh, is just occurring in the natural uh, but God is trying to let us know uh, I'm fighting for you uh, I'm pushing back uh, the darkness uh, I'm working uh, on your behalf uh, if you would only understand uh, that you don't wrestle against flesh and blood uh, but against principalities uh, and powers uh, and rulers you've got to recognize uh, that the weapons uh, of our Warfare uh, are not carnal, uh, but they're mighty through God uh, to the pulling down uh, of strongholds. 
You've got to recognize. You've got to know who you are and who your God is. You've got to understand that God didn't just give you the Holy Ghost for you to wear long dresses and nice suits and come sit on a pew and enjoy some good music. God filled you with the Holy Ghost so that you could march into the territory of the enemy and take back everything that the devil tried to steal from you. You're not a toy soldier on a shelf. You're not a porcelain doll uh, sitting on a shelf. Uh, you're soldiers uh, in the army of God, uh, and you are anointed uh, to war against the enemy. God wants to work supernaturally in our life. God wants to do things through us that we cannot do by ourselves. And so, for whatever reason... He smites the ground three times and he stops. And that is the limitation of his blessing. That is the limitation of his deliverance. I have often found that 90% of failure is people quitting too early. It has been my understanding that uh, 90% of the time uh, that people fail uh, isn't because they didn't have what it took. Uh, it isn't because it wasn't working. Uh, it was because they got tired uh, and they gave up uh, before their breakthrough came, uh, before their victory came, uh, before their success uh, came. They just gave up, uh, got tired, uh, threw in the towel, uh, quit. But I came to preach uh, to somebody in the building tonight. Uh, it's time to do it uh, again. Uh, I don't know where you're at tonight. Uh, I don't know what's been going on. Uh, but God spoke to your pastor to come to this pulpit with a word for you tonight. Uh, it's time to do it uh, again. Uh, don't you dare give up. Uh, don't you dare throw in the towel. Uh, don't you dare back up. Uh, don't you dare let the enemy uh, see you sweat. Uh, if you'll stay at it. Uh, God's going to bring you through. Uh, if you keep working, uh, God's going to bring you out. Uh, if you keep on fighting, uh, God's going to bring uh, the victory. I wish I had a church uh, in this building. Uh, do it again. Uh, swing again. Uh, pray again. Uh, believe God uh, again. Don't give up. Don't quit. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 9, the apostle Paul said, let us not be weary in wilderness. Notice he said, let us, because I don't care who you are, in living for God, there's going to come moments where you get tired and you feel like giving up. I just need a few honest people in the building. Uh, there's going to come some times uh, when you feel like getting out of the ministry uh, that God has called you uh, because you don't think you're making a difference. Uh, there's going to be times uh, when you feel like throwing in the towel uh, on your dreams and visions uh, because you don't see it come. Come on, somebody. Uh, you don't see it come to pass. Uh, I don't care who you are. Uh, there's going to come a time uh, where you don't feel like praying anymore uh, because you don't think that God uh, is 
is listening or answering uh, your prayers. Uh, there's going to come a time uh, when you don't feel like coming to church anymore. Uh, and the devil will give you a hundred reasons why. Uh, but let us uh, not be weary uh, in well-doing. Living for God ain't for the faint of heart. <laughs> Being a one God, we like to we like to declare that no, I'm a one God. Apostolic, uh, tongue talking me flat, tongue talking, uh, born again, uh, holy rolling, uh, heaven bound believer uh, in the liberated power uh, of Jesus' name. Uh, hey, yes, I am. Woo. Man, it's easy when the drums on Sunday night, my dance. will crush Satan. But when you wake up Monday morning uh, and the devil's still there uh, and your problems are still there uh, and your bank account still uh, is a little bit short of the month uh, and you still are dealing uh, with say, hey, uh, after a little while, uh, if you're not careful, uh, you'll get tired uh, and you'll get weary uh, and you'll be tempted uh, to say, is this even worth it? Is it even worth it? Let us not be weary in well-doing. And I love this because he uses agricultural terms and says, for in due season we shall reap. Woo! See, if you're going to be successful living for God, you got to get a revelation of due season. It's not always summertime. It's not always springtime. It's not always fall. And it's not always winter. If you want to get to the spring, you got to be willing to go through the summer. And you got to be willing to make it through the fall. And you got to be willing to make it through the winter time. You have to understand. Oh, come on, somebody. In due season, you shall reap. Nobody plants a seed and goes out the next day ready to harvest. If you do, you're going to be disappointed. Nobody plants the seed and goes out three days later. Nobody plants a seed and goes out three weeks later in most cases. But see, if we don't understand due season... We'll plant the seed. We're watering, we're tilling, we're planting the seed, we're praying, we're fasting, we're doing what God said to do, we're doing what our pastor told us to do. Hello. How your mama doing? We're being obedient to, to God, uh, being obedient to his word. Uh, we're doing everything, uh, and I keep going out. Uh, and the Lord said there was a blessing coming, but I don't see it yet. Uh, and God said he was going to, uh, I'd be the head uh, and not the tail. Uh, but this looks like the tail to me. Uh, and God said I would be above uh, and not beneath, and I'm still on the ground floor. Uh, God said I'd be the lender, uh, and I wouldn't be the borrower. Uh, and my debt's piled up over here. Uh, and if you're not careful, uh, you'll do the right thing. Uh, but if you you don't do it long enough you'll throw in the towel and say it ain't working because you don't see a result but what you don't know is that below the surface 
where you can't see. There's things happening. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, there's things breaking. Uh, there's things moving. Uh, there's roots that have broken out of the seed. Uh, and they're digging down. Uh, because before you go up, uh, something has to go down. And the further down God takes the plant, uh, the higher the plant can grow. Uh, the bigger the root system. Uh, so don't get impatient with God. Uh, because if it's taking a while, uh, that just means God's preparing you uh, for something great uh, that's in your life. Uh, don't you get discouraged uh, by what you don't see uh, in due uh, season. Uh, if you'll keep on watering, uh, if you'll keep on doing what's right, uh, there's going to come a day. That ye shall reap if, if you faint not. That means there's a lot of people that are going to give up along the way. There's a lot of people, Sister Glenda, going to make it so far and then throw in the towel and say it's not worth it anymore. It ain't working. I did everything the preacher said. I jumped up twice, ran the aisles, shouted amen, gave my tithes, shock them a shy, kick them on high, kick start a Kawasaki, come sell them a Honda. I did all of it, and I'm still in the same position I was in. That's because you don't understand that way that God is working. Even when it's not the season for harvest, God's working in the midnight hour. God's doing things behind the scenes. Your prayer, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. See, you got to remember Daniel uh, who was praying to God. Uh, and the Bible said for 21 days uh, there was nothing happening. Uh, some of us can't pray three days. Uh, and when God doesn't answer our prayer, uh, we feel like missing out on prayer meeting in church. Uh, but Daniel prayed 21 days. Uh, and it looked like nothing uh, was happening. Uh, but when the angel showed up, uh, he said, Daniel, uh, I heard you. Uh, the first prayer uh, that you begin to pray. Uh, but there was a war happening uh, in the heavenlies uh, and I was being withstood. Daniel didn't even know uh, that the whole time it looked uh, like nothing was happening. Uh, there was a war going on uh, in the spirit. I came uh, to encourage somebody. Uh, don't you dare get tired. Uh, don't you dare give up. Uh, there's things happening uh, that you don't even see. Uh, there's things taking place uh, that you don't even know about. Uh, there's things you're praying for uh, and he even though it looks uh, like there's no answer uh, late in the midnight hour, uh, God uh, is going to turn it. Uh, oh. Don't be weary. Don't get discouraged. Don't let what you don't see discourage you. God declared that his word would not return unto him void, but it would accomplish the thing that he sent it to do. I wish I had a believer in the building. You shall reap if you faint not. If you don't give up, there's going to come a day when all of a the sudden, there it is. There's the answer. There it is. That's what I've been believing, God. I wish I had a testimony in the house. I wish I had. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, you prayed for a long time, uh, and it looked like nothing was happening. Uh, and then all of a sudden, one day, uh, it didn't just happen. Uh, God's been working it out uh, the whole time. Uh, God's been arranging it uh, the whole time. Uh, you were praying. The scripture tells us this. In Ecclesiastes, the Bible says that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong. And then Jesus said in the book of Matthew, he that endureth unto the end the same shall be saved. This isn't about who's the strongest. It's not about who's the fastest. The kingdom of God is about who can endure to the end. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is about who is going to keep on walking and you're never going to turn around. Who's going to keep putting one foot in front of the other? There's going to be days I get a lot of distance. There's going to be days that are set back. But when it's all said and done, I'm not turning back. I'm not giving up. I'm not slowing down. I'm not giving up. Come on, the race is given to the one that endures. I like that he used the word endure. <laughs> endure is an indication that maybe the experience wasn't very pleasant. In one place, the Bible commands us to endure hardness as a good soldier. Endurance. God said there's going to be things come. They're going to take you to your lowest level. There's going to be things that are going to come that are going to knock you all the way down. There's things that are going to come, but the race is given to the one that keeps on putting one foot uh, in front of the other. To the person who realizes uh, if I'll keep doing what God said to do, uh, I know his word is true. Uh, if I'll keep doing what God said to do, uh, I know he's going to make a way. Uh, I know he's going to come through. Are you here tonight? Tell your neighbor, do it again. Do it again when you don't feel like doing it. Do it again when you're tired uh, and you want to give up. Uh, just come and pray some more. Uh, do it again when you come to church uh, and you don't feel like running the aisles. Uh, my God, uh, you need to learn how to override your feelings uh, and understand that your worship uh, isn't based off of emotion. Uh, one writer said, I will uh, bless the Lord uh, at all times. Uh, my worship comes uh, from my will. Uh, there's times I've got to will myself uh, to give God the praise. Uh, do it again. Uh, Dance one more time, uh, even though you cried last night. Uh, run the aisles one more time, uh, even though you're facing uh, trouble. Uh, pray through uh, one more time, uh, even when it looks uh, like your situation is impossible. Do it again. I don't know who God sent me to talk to tonight. But you've been thinking about some things. And you're saying it's not working. God sent me to tell you, do it again. 
It's not working. Do it again. But it's not happening. Do it again. But I don't I don't see any results. God said, do it again. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody in the Holy Ghost. I believe, and just indulge me tonight, I believe that's one of the reasons that when God took his people into the promised land, one of the first places that they encountered was the wall of Jericho. There was a precedent that was set concerning the promise of God. It belongs to you, but you have to possess it. Jericho belongs to you, uh, but you've got to go uh, and you've got to get it. Uh, and the way it's going to happen uh, is I want you to march uh, around the wall. And so they march around the wall. Day number one, what happens? Nothing. You know what? I believe God said good. What was that all about, Joshua? We look like a bunch of idiots marching around, marching around the wall. Day number two, guess what we're doing today, guys? We're going to march around the wall. Oh, Joshua, not again. What makes you think it's going to work today? God said to do it. So they march around the wall again. Okay. I don't know what they said. Maybe they had one of those army chants. I don't know, but I've been told. <laughs> Eating manna was getting old. <laughs> they get done marching around the walls. They look up. Nothing. Oh, God. Come on, Joshua. Day number three, they marched again. Nothing happened. Day number four, they march again. Nothing happens. Day number five, they march again. Nothing happens. Day number six, they march again. Nothing happens. Why? Because I believe God wanted them to learn how to march around something that looks like it's not moving. And when you don't see it move, you got to understand that I'm still working on your behalf. What would have happened if they would have marched six days and said, that's it, we ain't doing it no more. This don't work. What would have happened if they would have marched six days and said, you know what? Clearly, if God was in this, something would have already happened. My God. We've got to quit living based on our emotions uh, and our human perception and our feelings. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, we're imperfect humans. Uh, we can't see like God sees. Uh, we can't know like God knows. Uh, somewhere we got to quit trusting uh, in the arm of the flesh uh, and start trusting uh, in the Word of God. Uh, if God said it, uh, you know. The old adage, if God said it, I, be, I believe it, and the devil is a lie. Because it doesn't matter if you believe it. God said it, and that settles it. 
whether you believe it or not is irrelevant. If God said it, it's going to happen. If God said it, it shall come to pass. If God were, I just need about 200 radical people in the building tonight. God said, do it again. Do what I told you to do and do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Seventh day. March around once, twice, three times a lady. Some of y'all don't, never mind. Four times, five times, six times. But in due season, on that seventh time around, on that seventh day, when God declared the season, all of a sudden the ground started to tremble. And before you know it, everything that God said came to pass because they did it again. I'm preaching to somebody, march around the wall again. Get up and do it again. Get up and be faithful again. Get up and obey God's voice again. Get up! I just feel like stopping here for a moment. If you want God's blessing, you'll never circumvent obedience to him. There are no shortcuts. There are no plan Bs. There are no alternate routes to God's perfect will and blessing. If you want everything God's got for you, there are no counterfeits. Just ask Sarah what happens when you try to produce a counterfeit. No, 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 no. You got to do it God's way. I said you got to do it God's way. God's way might take longer. God's way might be more uncomfortable. God's way might be inconvenient. God's way might oppose uh, your own human ideologies. Uh, but if you'll do it God's way, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, God's going to unfold uh, his perfect will uh, and blessing in your life. See, I said I wasn't going to preach too long and I'm already... How many of y'all will give me five more minutes? Raise your hand if you give me five. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 45, 50. We got at least three more hours of preaching. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying to a close. Music, just come and give them some hope. If you read over in 1 Kings chapter 18, Maybe over around verse number 41. Let me give you some context to this. You'll remember that just prior to this, the prophet Elijah stood on top of Mount Carmel. And the prophets of Baal prayed and did sacrifices and cut themselves for hours and hours. And of course, Baal never answered them. Bible says that Elijah, I would have loved to have been there. I've been on top of Mount Carmel, closed my eyes and just imagined it happening. He steps back, prays 63 words 
short and sweet little prayer. And God opens up the heavens. <laughs> Fire comes down. And they slay all of the prophets of Baal. Whoop. You know how you walk out of church when God does that kind of a thing for you. You know, you got Don't mess with me, Jack. Powerful moment. He gets so excited, he turns around. King Ahab's like, yeah. You know, when people look surprised and you blow it off like, that wasn't nothing. Elijah looks over, King Ahab says, go get something to eat and drink and celebrate. Because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Woo! They had been in a drought. But Elijah had that swagger going on. Confidence. Now what's interesting here is he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Which would mean, what does rain sound like? It's thunder, it's lightning. But he had not yet seen a cloud or a lightning bolt or anything. And you never hear the lightning before you see it. I'll preach that another day. King Ahab, go get something to eat. Go get something to drink. Because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Woo! Ahab gets excited. All right, God. You, God's doing it. All right. The Bible says that, Elijah, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the, the, the MLKJV version here. Martin Luther King James Version. He looks up in the sky, any minute now, any, any minute now. All right, Elijah runs to the top of the mountain. Bible says that, that he lays on the ground and puts his head between his legs. Not today. Not today. <laughs> if you ever see me laying on the ground with my head in between the legs, call the ambulance. <laughs> Something's wrong. That is not pastor being spiritual. I'm hurt. I'm in trouble. Help me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, Elijah, obviously, puts his head between his knees and he tells his servant, Where you at, Brother Matthew? Come help me. Come help me real quick. He tells his servant, He's. He's there and he's got his hand out. I don't feel no rain coming. Uh, man, I just popped off told the king, the rain's coming. Uh, uh, you know what? Run, run out there on the bluff and, and t tell me what you see. Huh? There's got to be a cloud. Go, go tell me what you see. And uh, so he's there praying and, and the servant goes out and yeah, go out and look. And, uh -huh. Late in the midnight hour. Woo. God's going to turn it around. Let me hear you say, bless. Woo, yeah, God's able. God's going to. Oh, there he comes. Okay. Whew, good news. All right. Tell me, tell me what you see. What, what do you mean nothing? I, I know God said he was going to do it. No, 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 no. Wait a second. I know how men look, okay. Go look again. I noticed there was hardly any laughter there. Go look again. 
Come on, Captain Obvious. Now notice, the Bible said that he told him to go look again. It didn't say that he told him to go and wait until he saw something. That means that every time the servant went, he was expecting to see something. He's sitting there, and all of a sudden, okay, all right, tell me what you saw. Nothing. Okay, go back. No, 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 no. Go back again. This time, take your binoculars. Go look. Hurry. Come on, run, run, run. And Elijah is saying, all right, God. You told me that you, this was your word, and, 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 and I just told him to get ready because there's going to be the sound of the abundance of rain. And uh, All right, God, what's, what's happening? Hurry up. Come on now. Where are you at? Hurry. You ain't got to go all the way out to the parking lot, Brother Matthew. He's taking his job serious. Pause. I'm not asking you to literally go outside and look for rain. Okay, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. He went all the way to Palm Beach. He went all the way to Future All's parking lot. Just, just go to the door and back. Just to, don't even leave the sanctuary. Okay, what'd you see? You didn't see nothing. That was three times. Okay. I know they say the third time's a charm, but the fourth time's a charm. Go look again. Go look again. You can read it in your Bible when you get home. The Bible says that after he went the first time, he told him to go look seven more times. Seven more times. He came back. Time, this is time number six, okay? This is the sixth time. Okay, come on. Tell me what you see. I don't see nothing. But there was something in Elijah that understood when I've got a word from God, I gotta keep on looking for it. When God said it, I gotta keep on looking for it. I'm preaching to some people right now. I don't care how long it's been, you need to change your disposition. Some of you quit looking for what God said He was gonna do. Some of you have quit looking. You quit checking the mailbox, you quit waiting for the phone to ring, you quit waiting for that moment uh, your faith uh, said if God hasn't done it uh, by now uh, it's not going to happen uh, but God sent your man of God uh, to tell you uh, it's time uh, to start looking again uh, it's time to start walking uh, with expectation uh, every day I'm getting up uh, and I'm looking for his promise uh, every day I'm getting up uh, and I'm looking for God uh, to come through do it again. Do it again. Who am I preaching to? Pray for your children again. Don't stop praying. Believe God again. Don't you forget about what God told you. Do it again. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to a soul winner. Teach a Bible study again. Don't get discouraged because you don't have any fruit. Teach a Bible study again. Pray again. Fast again. Believe God again. Go look again. This is the last time. I want you to go look again. 
You want to know what the point of the story is? I know in numerology there's significance. They marched seven times and he sent him seven times to look. I'm not going to get into all of that. The point is this. You keep doing it again. You do it again. How many times, Bishop, uh, until I see God, uh, his word come to pass? Uh, the Bible said that there were some uh, that died in the faith, uh, not having seen it. Uh, you know what I'm going to be doing when I take uh, my last breath? Uh, I'm going to be looking for God uh, and his word to come true. Uh, you know what I'm going to do uh, when I take my last breath? Uh, I'm still going to believe in God uh, for a miracle. Uh, I'm still going to be trusting God uh, for what he said he would do. seventh time what did you see he said I saw a cloud but it was tiny it was the size of a man's hand just a little cloud out there but old Elijah, he had been steadfast, uh, and he knew uh, that might look like a little cloud to you, uh, but trust me when I tell you, uh, there's potential. Uh, who am I preaching to right now? Uh, you've been looking at little clouds. Uh, you've been looking at little things uh, that don't measure up uh, to what God said he was going to do, uh, but I came to preach to you uh, that inside uh, of that little thing uh, is the greatness uh, of God's miracle uh, that he's bringing to your life. Uh, God just needs you to do it uh, again. Uh, trust him again. Come on. Uh, somebody stand to your feet uh, all over this house uh, and lift your hands again. Uh, somebody stand to your feet uh, all over this sanctuary. Uh, God wants to know, uh, will you do it again? Uh, will you trust me again? Um, will you pray again? Uh, will you believe me again? Uh, come on. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Uh, don't miss uh, this moment. Uh, don't miss this moment uh, like Joash uh, and just come to the altar uh, and smite the arrow three times. Uh, God's looking for somebody uh, that will recognize this moment. Uh, God's looking for somebody uh, that will recognize the moment uh, in this church service. Uh, God's about to do it. Uh, God's about to unfold it. Uh, God's about to do the unexpected. Uh, come on, all over this house. I need some Joashes in the building uh, to run to this altar uh, and begin to smite the arrows. Uh, I need some Joashes uh, to run to this altar uh, and believe God again uh, and trust God again. Uh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. Huh. Come on. God sent your pastor to encourage you. Huh? Don't be weary. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Huh? Don't get discouraged tonight. Huh? God's working. God's working it out. Huh? God's preparing it huh? right now. Huh? God's going to do huh? what he said he would do. Huh? Come on. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice and begin to talk to him tonight. Come on, do it again, Joash. Do it again, Joash. Pray that prayer one more time tonight. Pray that prayer 
one more time tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on, yes. 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 Come on. Pray in the Holy Ghost. It's time to believe God again. It's time to trust God again. Come on. You're not here on accident tonight. You're not here by happenstance tonight. Come on. Come on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Lift your voice. That is who you are. Come on. Come on. Can you see it? What do you see tonight? I know it looks like a little cloud. I know it doesn't look like much, but that's God's answer. Your provision, your miracle is in what you see tonight. Come on. Come on. Come on. Never stop. Come on. Never stop Even when I don't see it, you work. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Never stop. Never stop Never stop. Never stop. Stop, you never stop working, never stop.